gentlemen and welcome to another episode of the beats brews and points of view podcast i'm your host neil richter along with my partner in podcasting sitting to my far right eman bates the pip that is me and we're here for episode 68 68 yeah we're uh, getting up there um that you know, was arp a benefits <laughs> that was a track called detroit madness off the top of the podcast uh by the one and only late great jay dilla uh the reason i played that track is not only because it was his birthday a few days ago on the 7th but this whole month is considered jay dilla month so we got to celebrate the uh the goat producer from the hometown so uh that's a little jay dilla for you that was off dilla troit if you're wondering what album it comes from um i think that was one of the posthumous ones that came out in like 2013 or something like that but uh yeah that's a track that i like a lot by dilla and yeah so happy birthday to dilla and also happy black history month because that's as well as in this month of uh february so um you get a lot of black history on our show because we talk a lot about the hip-hop greats so yeah that's what i got how you guys doing good how you doing doing well you want to introduce our guest tonight i was literally just about to ask did you want to introduce the guest tonight (laughs) you want me to we got uh, (laughs) a friend to this studio already because he works with our producers nick and toby um, Austin Freeman here is sitting with us. Not, necessi- what up, what up? not necessarily a Beats and Brews alumni, but a Plymouth Rock production alumni. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me, Sorry, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> problem, man. So yeah, we got to check out a couple songs from you. I would say, uh, so you have a project coming out in the next, uh, yeah. So right now I'm just working on a project. I just been, uh, I'm in the, I'm in the writing process right now. So. I just been trying to write as much as I can and uh, try to produce the best tracks as I can. Um, it's been a year since I've gotten the studio. First, I did all my music uh, off a computer and a USB mic before. Okay. So a lot of my stuff wasn't you know engineered at all. No mix and mastering is just pretty much raw material. I started doing that when I was about eighteen. Started throwing stuff out to see if I could get a buzz if people were rocking with my shit or not. Um, I got some good feedback, so I just started rolling with it and kept going, man. So that, that's what brought me into uh, Plymouth Rock. I met Nick, and then we cut up cut up a track. It's one-take freestyle. Nice. I, just did a, I did like a five-minute freestyle, 
and here and uh, ever since I've been rocking rocking with Nick. So digging, man. I heard the trek you guys had together. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Appreciate that. Oh, it's funny, man. Isn't it? Isn't it crazy the difference you hear in like the vocals and the mix when you like come start working at the studio with like people that have been doing this shit oh, for a yeah, while? You're like, damn, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. And another thing is, man, just to sit back and like just focus on my part, as, you know, just getting the vocals right instead of fucking around with my computer. And I was using GarageBand, the most basic thing, man. I, I have no no idea what I'm doing with like you know Logic or. Uh-huh pro tools anything like that which a lot of people are using so it was nice man just to come in here record and then you know throw my ideas to nick and uh him you know bring them bring them to what i was thinking so yeah. it's really nice it's pretty crazy because people talk about how like garage band is like everyone like talks about it as like yeah i was just fucking around garage band this and that like it's kind of weird to think about how monumental that program was though like as far as helping like undiscovered talent make their own music hey, and between that out, figure out between that and fruity and loops yeah, yeah, between that and fruity loops Soldier like, boy made a whole career off fruity yeah, loops yeah yeah for sure <laughs> a bunch of artists man popped off fruity loops yeah, and there's man. still some people using it you know yeah so it's a pretty cool tool what is that steve jobs that's an apple thing right wasn't garage band right? yeah garage band is mac so, shout to steve jobs for creating an awesome outlet for people to yeah, make music yeah thank you steve jobs <laughs> for sure. but uh yeah that's pretty cool man uh, so i'm just kind of curious cuz i'm always this is what my nerdy head goes to all the time. Like what inspires you to make music and like what kind of, um, what artists are you listen to a lot that like wanted you to get into making music and shit? Yeah. So, uh, I've always been involved in music, man. Since I was a young age, I, uh, when I was out of thing of fifth grade, I started playing violin cause I had to in school. Oh, really? That's yeah. Sad. So ever since then, man, I picked up the violin and I was one of the quicker students to pick it up and, you know, run with it. Uh-huh. Then I got introduced to band. I started playing the clarinet. So I started reading music when I was young. Oh, that's sweet. Oh uh, yeah. So I had a little background on that. And then I think around 11 years old, I picked up the drums, man. I was at church service one day with my, uh, my parents. Cause you know, they dragged me to church every Sunday. Same here. And, uh, <laughs> it. yeah, man, I heard the drummer one time when they were performing live and I was like, man, I love that instrument. You know, yeah. I mean? it's just like the heart of the music. So, I started uh, after church. I'd go up there and you know mess around with the the drum set, and I was terrible at first. You know what I mean? But um, I had this natural talent of music, man. And I started picking it up, and then eventually, you know, I got my first drum set. My parents uh, bought me for Christmas, cheap ass set, like yeah, two hundred dollars set. You right. know what I mean, and then I just started playing, man. And I uh, I, I was super in love with metal music back then. So okay. a- anything super heavy, mm-hmm. um, anything double bass, man, or I could just do some crazy breakdowns and uh. That's what I started getting into, man. So then I uh, I moved from Miss. I lived in Mississippi for about half my life. Mm-hmm. And I came back to Michigan because that's originally where I'm from. Um, I had nowhere to set up my drum set when I uh, when I came back to Michigan. So that's when I kind of got introduced to rap. I've always been a fan of rap, but, you know, I was more of a metalhead back then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have any place to set up my drum set. I started messing around with writing music and, you know, freestyling when I was skateboarding with my homies and shit like mm-hmm. that. And uh, yeah, I was, I'll do acapella stuff. Some of my friends would be like, yo, you know, that sounds kind of like it should be on a song or something yeah. like that. So yeah, then I started running with it, started messing with GarageBand, and then here I am, man. You know, it, it's been a process. Do you still play any of the, well, I know you said you don't have a really spot to play drums, but do you still play like clarinet or uh, I violin do, at I all? I do not. No? I, could, I could play a little acoustic guitar, a little bit of bass, and then drums is definitely my main, my main, th- my main thing. So do you think when it comes time to get in the studio and make the album, would you want to put any, or do you think that you'd use like, um, drum machine type beats or would you like actually want to put in like some live drumming in your shit and like actually play some of the music on your on your album yeah so i'd like to do a combination of both man i uh 
I like all different styles of music, you know. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I was a metal fan. This I like some R and B stuff. So I appreciate all types of music, and I, since I've done that and listened to it growing up, I like to incorporate all different styles of music mm -hmm. in, into my my hip hop. You know what I mean? So yeah. definitely, when the time comes, I definitely want to you know try to produce my own beats. Once I get to it, um, I just haven't had the equipment to sit around right. and do it. You know what I mean? Everything costs a lot of money, and right now I'm just focusing on getting my vocals out there and getting out some good music and eventually when the time comes man i'm I'm hoping i can produce my own stuff right and do stuff like that that's awesome dude that and this this place will help you with that because it'll be a place where you can actually play some drums and shit 100 it's good that you have the connection with nick and everything yeah beautiful studio man it's love, beautiful man it's just fun hanging i come out here sometimes like i was out here the other day just hanging out with these guys i just like coming to the studio to chill sometimes you know so yeah 100 percent. this is a cool place to soak up a lot of it's a good a vibe, man. Good you vibe, know? yeah. It really is. It really is. Especially when you get the lights all set up right like 100%, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I, it's some of the best times I've had in my life, man, has been making the, the past few weeks, man, just making some of this my new music. That's awesome, dude. I love it, so. I like people that are ambitious and uh, excited about their music. I feel 100%. like some, I like people that get in it for the right reasons. And 100%. Shit, about the music. But gotcha. um, what actually leads me on the next thing, so what do you want people to get from your music? Like, what would you, what would be like the takeaway from each thing? Um, I just want people to feel good, man. I like, I think with music, you can connect with everybody and make them feel a certain way. And so with my music, every song I have is a little bit of a different vibe. I got some emotional stuff that, you know, sits hard with some people. Yeah, everybody's been through their own thing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Um, I got some uplifting stuff. I got the, you know, the trap stuff, you know, fucking bitches money like that. I know, <laughs> you know, I, I know you're a little, little kind of actually pretty versatile. You got like a, like something for everybody. Yeah, like, exactly. So, yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do, man. And you know, I'm a young artist. I feel like I'm just starting out since I got in the studio, you know, it's, it's a building process. So I'm just trying to find, find you know, swag. yeah, find my sound, you know what I mean? And, uh, what works best for me. That's important, it. man. That's yeah. a really important thing. Cause I, me and E-Man talk about that all the time together is, Artists who like you can tell have the skill set, or like you're like, all right, these rhymes are good, but he just doesn't have like the voice or the it's presence. Just like they missing. It's yeah. like finding their finding that sound is an important part in making your art. And it's funny too because like you go to artists like that are established now, like Wiz Khalifa or like someone like that. If you listen to their mixtapes when they were like 16, 17, 18 years old, they almost never sound anything oh, like yeah. that they sound oh, yeah. once they like found their groove and like what yeah, works for them. For well, sure. My favorite was Two Chains, like with uh, yeah, with play a circle area, <laughs> with play with circle era when uh, Duffel Bag Boy and something like that. Yeah, that was before he really found his swag. And right. DJ's been around Straight forever. Up. For right, yeah. a lot of people don't know that DJ's been around for like what, like twenty years. Shit, he was already yeah. in his thirties probably when when he like him he as Two Chains started yeah. popping. Like he yeah. was Titty Boy forever for before that. Right, right. So yeah, that's pretty sweet. I actually just saw a pretty funny video, which is the song he's getting sued for right now which kind of sucks for two chains but um it's like a video where his mom is playing him in the video she's like out in front of a car she's got all this jewelry on like her hair all rode back and shit That's funny. it's fucking hilarious <laughs> but he's getting sued for that song and some other rapper claimed that like uh he stole like like, whole, like like intellectual it's not even a sample, it's like a whole vibe of the entire song like the, the, the chorus the, uh, like the, what it's about and like shit. the idea the concept and it's like it's it's a very like trap type beat song as it is. So like it's like you could kind of make the argument that it's not that, but the the hook is kind of what got me. I'm like, ooh, that kind of is a little bit. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like everybody's taking Soldier Boy style. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're claiming that right here is my exactly. <laughs> I listened to uh, what reminds me of that uh, Soldier Boy song. Um, 
is that new Ariana Grande, Seven Rings or something like that. Yeah, that's sounds, got a bunch of rip-offs too oh, in it. sounds just like uh, Soldier Boy. Seven Rings. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That like, sounds like Soldier Boy, like, Soldier Boy like a Doja Cat song and yeah, then something yeah, yeah. else. There's like three different songs she ripped in one song. Yeah, it's crazy. 100%, yeah. And, that, and that's like one of her biggest songs. Right, <laughs> right you know exactly. I mean? so. And you know what? I, I don't mind that. Like, Because, I mean, obviously we listen to hip-hop and hip-hop has been sampling since the dawn of time. Right. But And I don't mind it if it's credited as like, all right, this is a sample from this. Like, And that's all you really got to do. I know people probably don't want to reach out for sample clearances or whatever or not. But like, as long as, I feel like if you're given the credit, I think it can be a cool thing because like sampling and using other people's art like in a tasteful way kind of bridges the gaps between generations of music. You know what I mean? You got old soul samples and hip hop and shit. 100%. And it's just like, that's cool, man. Do that. But just give the credit where credit's due, you know? <laughs> like, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> hey, sample clears are expensive, man. Oh, I'm oh, sure yeah. they are, but you got to give, you, gotta, you can't be stealing people's yeah, artwork. If you're using the sample, you better do it right. Like R.I.P. Yeah. Juice World. Like, what's his name? Uh, what's Sting? Sting owned oh, so much I'm of sure. that song. It's not right. even funny. Yeah. And sometimes you got to when you're sampling an, a song that's massive, you better expect most of the royalties are going to be going back to that artist because it's already established and it's already going to make your song bigger just by using it. Like I was just talking about, like, I understand that you know how we were talking about how Dre Dav's album got pushed back, E Man, yeah, how, like sample clearances. clearances. He's got a lot of huge samples in there. He's got like uh, a Tupac sample, he's got a Dr. Dre sample. Like, so it makes sense to me now why it took some time for it to come out and shit. But, yeah, I just saw Wiz Khalifa post something that uh. Dre just cleared one of his really one of his samples or something oh, that he did. So yeah, it's gonna be getting released, which is cool. That sounds. But yeah, nice. man, there's so much background stuff on music that people don't understand that that aren't in the music industry. It's right? not just like putting music out and simple as that. Like it's clearances, it's waiting for stuff to come out. Like I know, like when I first put some stuff out, like I didn't know about the whole wait thing for Spotify and all the streaming services. It takes like three weeks to get that shit on. No, there. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Definitely. You know, they're looking for copyright and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a good time to mention it, actually. So I, lately, I've been doing putting together like different themed playlists that I can uh, upload for you guys to check out. Uh, my name It's just my name on Apple Music. It's Neil underscore Richter. And I don't know. sure I'm not sure how you follow me on Tidal, but I make them for Tidal and Apple. And if you uh, want the playlist, just shoot me a DM or a text and I'll send it to you. Actually, um, I'm working on one right now for sampled music, but it's going to be all the original songs that have been sampled in hip hop. So I'm working on that. It's a lot of like 60s, 70s. 80s type shit um and then i just put one out that you can get i just put it out yesterday actually on apple and title um it's about three and a half hour jay dilla mix that you can check out if you want uh just hit me up and i'll send it to you um all my favorite songs that he produced produced for other people and shit for slum village too so you can check those out if you'd like but um before we get on to the beers i was one more thing i wanted to ask you about i'm not sure if e-man has any more questions but um what is so what about live performance have you done any shows yet or do you got anything in the works or do you know like how you want to approach that yet i have not so i've been talking to some people right now i got some people in my corner that are helping me out with that to get some shows going mm -hmm. but right now my main focus is just trying to get some music that i'm really proud of man that i would like to perform okay for whereas my stuff like i did on garage band and uh all that uh, i think it's solid material you know what i mean but it's not uh it's not something that I like to go listen to, you know, yeah. I mean? and that I'm I'm proud of of performing. So that's where I'm at right now is with my new music. I think I've grown a lot since since doing that, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that a couple more tracks and then throwing out a project, then I can start performing some you know stuff out the project. Right. Well, reach back out to E Man and I when you're ready to do some of that because him and I have uh, 
made friends or been made acquaintances with a lot of different I, I do owners shows. and bar staff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. we can help yeah. get you gigs and stuff like that. For so sure, holler man. at us when you're ready that. to put that together. Yeah, next couple months, man, I definitely want to get some shows going. So for sure, I'll definitely man. holler at you guys. That's yeah, awesome. For sure, man. Well, I guess we can move on to these beers real quick before we start uh, getting into some heavy music talk and shit. Um, so I guess I can introduce this since I bought this one this week from uh, Pigeon Hill uh, Brewery in Muskegon, Michigan. Uh, we have the Grapefruit Rennie Dippa, uh, which is a super strong <laughs> double IPA yeah. that's grapefruit flavored. Um, it looks like it's nine point four percent alcohol. Let me so take I'm it from here. This one, yeah, and so I'll, I'll kick it over. So to you if you want, up. so if you guys follow us on untapped.com slash beats and brews, uh, you get our rating for this beer this week. But the official untapped description of the grapefruit Rennie Drippa is: Ever met a crushable double IPA? You have now. We took our Rennie Session Dipper and added grapefruit and turned it to 11. The addition of grapefruit pairs perfectly with the citrus aroma and flavors that come from the use of Amarillo and Simcoe hops. Warning, it's way too drippable. Or drinkable. Trinkable. <laughs> drippable. Wow. Got the drip. But no, uh, 9.4% and, and a double IPA and to be drinkable, that's a flipping physical crazy. anomaly I'm, I'm, I'm if i've ever heard of it yes. so i'm curious about this yes. one this just sounds dangerous and i'm gonna and pass 70 ip abus too so it's on the bitter side if you really like think about it well it's a double ipa so i guess yeah. that makes sense i'm but, interested uh, i'm gonna pass you the augs course so you can play something off soundcloud because this doesn't have this mac or the all right book don't got Steelers choice yeah, well, that well, that awesome pick is. What song would you song want us to play us off to your play SoundCloud? Um, because yeah, we like to always play a song by the artist that comes by, or stops by to hang out with us. So while we're taking a sip of these beers, we'll play something that you got. Let's do uh, "Tagged or Toten," featuring Henry Tagged Az. Tagged or Toten. All right, well, here's "Tagged or Toten" featuring Henry Az Ooh, by our guest yeah. Austin J. Freeman. Mm. Cheers! Cheers. I like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite ones to play. Smoking weed. Bitch, I'm the underdog. Yeah, yeah. I worked through a hundred flaws. Yeah, yeah. Deep broke a hundred jaws. Yeah, yeah. We on the hunt for sauce. Yeah, we on the hunt for sauce. Underdogs on the hunt for sauce. If they want smoke, we gon' give it to them. Bitch, I'm outside, got their mouths wide. When we go hard, we gon' get into it. Bitch, I'm underrated, but I'm over ready. I'ma whip the mozzie like this shit is Chevy. This shit is wild like the Serengeti. My bitch is bad, yes, it's very heavy in the nighttime. Fuck a bitch, get a pipeline. Rappers, fiends, no excuses for you. Y'all taking Zans as a lifeline. I done popped at the right time. Nobody here fucking with me. Nobody that when you talk shit, I love it when it get real gritty. Running this game, ho. Look, you ain't 
told me tiptoe when you won't be walking. Send you back to the nine to five clocking. Be careful who you talking about when who you mocking. This what it looks like. Pursue your dreams with your calling. Hold up, let me get it back. You know with the blast, you know let me go fast. Anybody who wanna can get it, just go and ask. Lick my dick, kiss my ass. Don't be hating on my past, cause your music sounding trash. I give you pussy bitches, no breaks, just that cash. This is at decapitation. John F. Kennedy, assassination. Anybody want to smoke, no hesitation. Dude, I like back. that shit. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate <laughs> That's dark. That. Yeah, I think that was one of the ones that E-Man and I listened to together earlier. I was talking about like how, like, just like your voice affliction and how you attack the beat. It kind of reminds me of like a, I, I, I even hate to put you in this box, but like a Raspbeard MZ, MGK. Okay. I've got, I've got, it's like the voice affliction. For sure. Yeah. I've gotten that a few times with my older music too. Some people, I get, I get all mixed, you know, people. I got some people like, when I was in here the last week, one of the interns is like, yo, you give me a Mac Miller vibe. Um, I don't hear Mac. To me, yeah, you're yeah, giving yeah. me more of like a Tech Nine vibe. Yeah, like, I would say I, it's more I, I could see like you in that camp with yeah, like I was, not sounding I like, like, like Tech, but like the, that style. I of could music see type like, a, like a strange music type yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I see that. Which I want to compare you to any other people because artists probably hate hearing no, that dude, comparisons. Yeah. To other people, I would hate but... when somebody compares me. <laughs> hey man, I mean, <laughs> hey, you throw me up there with some of the best out there, so I'll take you know for sure. You know what else I liked in that song? There was a part I think it was on your verse on the second verse there where you had like I like when people layer vocals with like. Um, almost where it's like sounds like you're harmonizing with yourself, like it had like that dark, like devil sounding yeah, vocal yeah. in the background. I think that's cool. Kind of oh, that a lot. Now. I like that shit. I think it's cool. Yeah, so I did this track. Now, this track came about uh, Henry AZ. Shout out to Henry AZ. He signed to Juicy J, actually. Oh, okay. So he's out in LA. Him and I did some music back a few years ago, man. Um, never got released. Uh, some, you know, we had, we weren't seeing eye to eye clearly mm-hmm. because of that. Um, he kind of ghosted me. On my, uh, I put out a track called "I Don't Fuck with You." It was my first, my first track back in the studio for a while. Wait, was that the next one right here? Yeah. Yep, so okay. my second verse, you know, I kind of threw some jabs out there, just you know, to show I'm still here. You know what I yeah. mean? And uh, I got a reaction from him. He hit me up right away, and he's like, "Yo," he's like, "You know, I had a lot of shit going on with my managing, you know, my managers and everything, and yeah. uh, you know, pretty much gave me respect where it was due." And he's like, "I, I respect you, you know, talking your shit and standing up for yourself." Yeah. And uh. He's like, I owe you music, so he's like, let's get it popping. He's like, I just want to make things right with you. That's cool. So, yeah, respect I mean, that. So, That's yeah. cool, man. So we finally, like it done. yeah. So we finally uh, got picked out a beat. He had a, his producer. He sent me some beats. I picked that one out. He sent me his verse within a week, man. Uh, and then I came in the next week and I did my part. So shout out to him. He's been showing me all love now. Right. Social media. He's been helping me out a lot. So um, it's good to have him in my corner and us. You know, settle what we had going. You know maturely you know right that'd not, be sweet yeah that'd be sweet too if somehow that could link you with a connection with juicy not even on a, a feature um front but like on a producing Just front for sure i know juicy both him and uh dj paul from three six has been doing a lot of behind the scenes producing for suicide artists. boy shit yeah, suicide yeah. boy shit yeah which and is henry crazy. az's got some stuff with, uh yeah suicide boys hell we him. just listened to the interview with dj paul on the way here yeah we were just <laughs> listening to dj paul and rude jude on the way here which was a terrible interview it, it was, was rude it was pretty bad actually <laughs> they were literally I, talking dude, about I love bad jude, but yeah that was that was minutes. a pretty bad one i feel like just because <laughs> dj paul was just a such a like a shitty interviewee <laughs> yeah i feel like because he was like no i don't want to talk about that no i don't play that one <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, no, that's a good song, man. That's really I appreciate cool. That, man. I'm gonna look forward to checking out more of your shit. Hundred percent. But um, onto this beer a little bit. This shit is delicious, man. In my opinion, it's um, dangerous. It's so, definitely dangerous. It doesn't taste like a super strong or super hoppy IPA. What I'm is thinking strange. is because it's the carbonation of it. It's very carb. Like if you notice, it, it's like a very carbonated like feel to it. So mm-hmm. that's why it finishes the way it does. But it's really not that like bitter as I thought it was gonna be. I, yeah, like a I double so IPA. Too. Like if you imagine like say like a two hearted yeah. or like a hop slam or something like that. Those are bitter. Yeah. This. I mean, it's only coming at like 70 IBU, so it's on the bitter side, but it's still like a good finish to it to where right. it's not overpowering. And that's actually, I think, what makes it drinkable. I'm going to save yeah. one to give to my dad because he's been giving me shit lately. He's like, how come you never uh, bring any of those samples you try on the podcast home for your pops? <laughs> but, God, all right, go. I'll bring you a couple, dad. Uh, but no, you know what I was actually surprised about this is I thought for like a 9.4 IPA, double IPA for that matter too, I thought like uh, being that it was called a grapefruit Rennie Dippa, I thought the grapefruit taste was going to be overpowering. And it's not really. It's, it's not, not really, as subtle. I was going to say, like, it's the, if you, well, I, you know, we have to have a glass, but if you smell the can a little bit, mm-hmm. it has like a, like a citrus-like aroma to yeah. it. Yeah. So it has like, you know, it's there. The presence is there. But like I said, it's not overpowering. It's just subtle and sweet. And then, you know, you know because right. it keeps that, like, that, that presence to it. To I like how they have fine. this quote on the can, too, that just says, the world's most crushable dipper. And then in the... It goes by some random guy at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It, I mean, it's fun. a. I've never had a crushable <laughs> double IP. And I say like the Coonan Dripper is the other one, only other one I would say that's like really drinkable. But yeah. otherwise, like I'm just babysitting that boy. Yeah, this is good, man. <laughs> I, I would definitely drink this again. Um, and nine nine point four percent, you could have one beer and you're good to go. For yeah, it. for sure. You well, Hot Flam's ten, <laughs> double two hard. It's what like eleven. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna give a little backstory on it since we've never had. Well, I don't think we've had. A we've pigeon. we've had a pigeon Did hill. I guarantee we had a pigeon hill. I don't remember like, having it, but uh, it was before we were given backstories, anyways, for that matter. Definitely, but for um, sure. I guess Pigeon Hill start. It's been a few different things, and I guess it's kind of like a monumental like brewery location because it started off as the Muskegon Brewing Company opening in 1876, which is nuts, and it operated as that all way all the way up 18? until Prohibition. 1876. Jesus. And operated as the Muskegon Brewing um, Company up until Prohibition hit, which was in the, like, I think 1920, maybe. Um, and it, so, it, yeah, it said it was open from then, from then till Prohibition. And Muskegon Brewing Company was widely regarded as the best brewery company in the Midwest. After Prohibition, the factory was sold to Grand Rapids Brewery Company later from 1946 to 57. The factory was owned and operated by uh, Goebbels Brewing Company. Um, a stroke of God fortune put us in contact with the wonderful people at Coles Quality Foods Incorporated. They brought us into the their facility and showed us the original Muskegon Brewing Company, long covered by sheets of steel, but still very much intact. So that's pretty cool. Um, seeing our excitement, they offered us the brewing uh, pre- pre-prohibition grain mill and everything else uh, could be removed and from there we took them up on the offer um so it says we removed the doors elevate elevator doors lights light switches and all that shit and then they started working on opening up as um the pigeon hill and they turned it on into a brewery slash tap room which is still there today and that's what they're owning or uh, operating out of so I guess it's a pretty big staple to um, the Muskegon area, and I guess from around there, it's a pretty big thing. So 
Neil, we cool. had the peanut butter porter. Peanut butter that porter, was the one that we had. had? Okay. Yeah. How was that? That makes sense, dude. It was great. Actually. Really? Is that the one that had the like the jelly flavor to it too? It was no, like that, was oh, that was the PB and J one. That was the PB and J one. Okay, all right, dude. We've had so much beer on the yeah. show. It's not even funny. I mean, this is our sixty-eighth <laughs> episode. We there haven't repeated the same beer. We, okay, there was oh. one episode back in the day we had wine. So six. Yeah, we did have wine. Yeah, in our early episodes, then, we were in my yeah, basement. We didn't give a fuck in it and roughing it. We didn't whatever the fuck we had in the house. So we were just like, all right, let's get let's get a drink and do this. We were going to do this drink champ style but no <laughs> try to get a little more classy with it yeah. it's all michigan craft too right everything's michigan craft yeah, man, Sweet, everything right? we, we, had. Here is michigan. we had a couple bogeys where like one was like outsourced to this michigan like this michigan we didn't post that episode really that didn't count which one we never posted that episode is that the one you're talking about from uh there was like Jamaica. No, there were Germany, but they were outsourced to like Muskegon. Yeah, I think that's what it was. We didn't post that episode. That, was, that, was that doesn't one count. We got to fight yep. each other. <laughs> yes, that, that one we almost killed each other. That yeah, we really, really keep that. That one, one. That, that one got uh, heated. That's it's the only time we ever got to fight each other. On, I would say on, that on would. Waves. Yeah, honestly, if you follow our Patreon, we might post that episode. Just have lost. <laughs> there you go. There yeah, you go. Plug that Patreon real quick. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's follow funny. us at Patreon slash Beats and Brews official. Uh, you can officially donate to our uh, to our podcast. You know, as you know, studio equipment's not cheap. The studio's not cheap. We're Merch trying to get cheap. everything up. Merch ain't cheap, which right. we're trying to get up and running for you guys. We would like to do uh, the Beats and Brews coasters. Uh, we're definitely planning on getting some t-shirts soon, just upgrade the equipment. We're trying to do something with live shows a lot more. So. It's all going to be yeah. merch that's going to go right back into the yeah, hands it's of you not guys. Like it's not like we're going to be charging money like, for merch It's not for our rent or some <laughs> shit like that. Like That's how we got jobs, man. Yeah, so, like, exactly. No, everything, everything, all the investments go back into the podcast to make it great. Yep. And that's the plan with this. But um, yeah, so I... I love this Pigeon Hill uh, grapefruit IPA. I'll definitely be drinking this more. It's definitely again, drinkable. So. And I just feel like the buzz going on the more I drink it. So I'm going to put it to the side for now. <laughs> yeah, me so. too, man. Right? Me too. <laughs> All right. So you want to get into uh, something old, something new? I do. But quickly, before we touch in on something old, something new, I just wanted to read off the birthdays and the RIPs for this week. I only had one RIP. Uh, and yeah, anniversaries as well. Um, which E Man said he had one. I didn't have anything for the anniversaries written down. You're like, but. Um, the only RIP I had for this week, I'm not sure if E-Man has any more himself, but um, actor uh, Kirk Douglas passed oh, his away. dad? Uh, yeah, well, Michael oh, Douglas' no, dad. Oh, no, Michael Douglas' Kirk dad, Douglas yeah. is Michael Douglas' father, who miraculously lived to 104 years old wow. and passed away last week. And he's been, um, it, like, he was a star in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. That's when he was, like, a leading man. Um, making a lot of uh, awesome movies that were really big in uh, the Hollywood uh, scene at that time. Um, it's always been a kind of a running thing too. Like Michael Douglas has been getting these awards, and he always talks about his dad and how he's like how he's been so lucky to be as long or live as long as he has. So, shout out to the old Douglas family. One hundred and four is like the best life possible you could ask for. Like a hundred and four year old movie star. Come on, <laughs> it doesn't get much better than yeah, that. That's so. crazy, man. Can't feel too sad about a 104-year-old man passing away. That's so a good life. It's more about celebrating his life at that point. So that's the only RIP I had. Did you say you had another one, E-Man? Nah, I thought, I mean, there's a, I mean, people die every day. This is true. It's like, I couldn't find anything uh, mention-worthy. Can't name them But RIP to, you know, everybody, the families of whoever's passed away recently. There, I agree 100%. with you on that. Shout out to Seriously. everyone that's going through some shit, Everybody yeah. goes through some shit, man. For sure. But well, I mean, I couldn't find anybody like famous or anything like that. If that's what you're asking. Right on. Oh, yeah. Well, then on a happier note, uh, we had some pretty big birthdays this week and today. Um, last week, 
I had noted down last week. I forget the exact date, but last week at some point it was Bob Marley's 75th birthday. Yes, it was. So shout out to Bob Marley. Um, got that man tattooed on my body. Well, not him actually, but his music. <laughs> um, and also last week it was on the 7th, like I said on the beginning of the podcast, it was Jay Dilla's birthday. He would have been 46. So rest in peace and shout out to Jay Dilla. Um, and then today, actually on this day of the podcast, uh, which is what, the 12th of the... Is it the 12th today? 11th. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 11th. Um, is Cheryl Crow's 58th birthday, D'Angelo's 46th birthday, Brandy's 41st birthday, and Kelly Rowland's 39th birthday. So shout out to all of you. Um, bunch of musicians going on this week. So I guess it's a pretty talented uh, wheelhouse of music that had birthdays this week. And in one big album anniversary, just because I want to mention it, mm-hmm. uh, 16, was it 2004 14? 16 years ago today, I had to do a little bit of quick math. <laughs> All right, 16 years ago yesterday was the anniversary of Kanye West's The College Dropout. Oh, shit. Well, that's amazing because that album is phenomenal. That is a, yeah, classic, a classic album classic. if I've ever heard it. If classic. You, you hear me talk shit about Kanye on this podcast pretty often, but that was the era of... That's actually... While we're talking about it, real quick, oh, that is here like we go. Th- that is the <laughs> era. Neil rant. We haven't no, had that, a Neil rant in no, weeks. No, this is definitely <laughs> not a rant. This is not a rant. This is this is the opposite of a rant. This is a phrase. Honestly, I was getting like bored with hip hop around that time frame, and I was like, I was a huge fan in middle school. But around that time frame, I was getting bored with hip hop, and then that album came out, and that brought me back to hip hop. I'm just a god. I bought that album. I remember when it came out. It was new. I think I was like a freshman or a sophomore in high school, maybe. And I went out, bought it, and then that brought me to all these other avenues of hip hop I was missing out on. Talib Kweli, Mos Def, The Roots. Common, he was definitely a plug, you know, for like all of that yeah. shit. And I'm like, oh, there's this whole other era, and like, even like the even like the uh, artist he wasn't really like that really didn't get popular that he was fucking with, like GLC, yeah, Consequence, Consequence. Uh, what's his, what's my man? Uh, Rhymefest. Yep, yep, Rhymefest. You had uh, that was it. Um. No, was that on that album? I think it was later on. There, there was one with like um, this Ludacris track. No, that was on that album, wasn't it? Which one? The track with Ludacris on the College Dropout. Which track was Ludacris oh, on the College God, Dropout? I gotta look it up. You gotta check it out. I man. gotta check Hold it out. On. It's definitely we got on technology, there. guys. Um, Kanye. Oh, breathe in, breathe yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it just hit me. Yep, yeah, that was, was definitely like, yeah, College Luda Dropout. on there. So. I forgot about that song. He's like. Because he was talking about like letting down people like Common and that he's like, now I'm talking about money, hoes, and rims again. Or something yeah. like that. I think on that song. But um, oh man, great album. That's a great one. So yeah, shout out to Kanye for that one. Hopefully he gets back into that wheelhouse at some point. Man, in his life. He's he's being a pastor now. Not pastor, but he's leading a choir now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just saw he's remixing uh I think it was like the baby and somebody yeah. else's music. Wait, yeah. is he what? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just saw a video before I came here, actually. It's funny, man. That is funny. I mean, I like the baby and all, but I mean, I I don't fucking know what Kanye West, man. Anyway, let's go to something. He's a else, strange one. New. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I can't. Yeah. I love his music. Can't defend him no more. Let's throw it out there. <laughs> so I don't know if we explained it to you or not, but on the podcast every week we talk about some music, either an album, song, could be a few albums, few songs that's old that you've been listening to. So anything that predates the this current year that we're in. Um, 
and then something new that you've been listening to. And it doesn't really have to be something brand new. It just has to be either older than a couple years or something that's new to you. Like, okay. shit, I never heard this and now it's new to me. Older than a couple years or it could be new. Like, I, my something new was like something from like 50 years ago because I've never even heard an artist before a couple years, a couple weeks ago. That happens gotcha. sometimes. So, um, I think I started it last week, so I'll let E-Man start this week with, the with something, something old. old. Yeah, Something old. So I go to 2004. I remember I was in middle school when this album came out, and it was actually one of the very first concept albums I think I've ever heard, even though I found out this was debunked and it was, you know, the whole story was kind of fake and it kind of disappointed me a little bit. Let's go with Usher's Confessions. Nice. Yeah. What year did that come yeah. out? 2000, uh, uh, October 5th, 2004. Wow. Yeah, that's, right. No, right. That's a good album too. That's a good one. I like that. Is it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Bunch of hits on there. Tell us about that album. I don't know much about that album. Tell me about it. Oh man. So this was around the time when they found out uh, he. So the concept was that he had an affair with some one of his a groupie or something like that when he was dating. Uh, I want to say Chili from yeah. the uh, TLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the whole album was kind. Of, it was a confession to her about that incident and they yeah. having a kid and stuff like that that's when that confession song came out she says she says she's three months pregnant and she's keeping it and then mm. and even in the video it has a a girl a lookalike of chili in there and everything like that but i remember like, that I'm, actually no i just remember like when this album first came out man it, and i wasn't really that's I, I mean i was in r&b but i wasn't mm-hmm. like really like no yeah. fucking with R and B. Yeah, I was more like I was more of a rocker, and I was more like like old school hip hop type deal too around that time. But man, I fucking love this. Album. I definitely had the single to my way by Usher. Me, uh, I had the single. I remember the album. Have... The single. Hold it's up, the fucking hold single. Up. Let's do a little. Let's do a little <laughs> history lesson. I, I was I was slapping that bad boy in my Walkman. Back yeah, back man. Then. Fuck yeah, yeah, I remember that. I did not intentionally mean to do that. Yeah, man, like Usher either, but I did. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> That's funny. All right, let's let's look at the let's look at the stat sheet on this album. Yeah, I, would, I feel I'm like it, By the way, it was March twenty third, two thousand four. I think it was uh, what do you call it? The extended version came out in October, but March twenty third, two thousand four. So I fact checked myself on right this on. one. Uh, let's see. Coming in at about seventy two minutes with the extended version. He had a two month long court, uh, tour called the Truth Tour. I want to look at the accolades. There we go. This album earned Usher numerous accolades at the 47th Grammy Awards. He was nominated for eight categories and won three. Best Contemporary R&B Album, Best Performance by Duo and Group with My Boo. Was that the one oh, with uh, Alicia Keys? Keys bro, yeah. that's a great song. <laughs> and then, yeah. Oh, that's on that album. I didn't know, yeah, yeah, I actually oh didn't know God, that was on that album until I looked it up. I'm like, oh, how many, shit. Si- how, many el- or how many copies did that single That, that single it alone <laughs> it's gotta be is still like played everywhere. in the club. Yeah. <laughs> it's still so That copies, shit is you know I mean? absolutely... T- God damn, this album was fucking timeless, bro. Yeah. Oh, man. That, I didn't even... I think how much musher, or money musher, how much money Usher has this day? Certifications. Let's look at this shit. He was what, shit. like 12 when he came out? Yeah, for he's sure. young as shit. And he got involved with Justin Bieber, too. Yep, yep. Oh, my God. I forgot yeah. he's got Bieber money, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. man. He right. had Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> he found Bieber. Yeah. Usher's living life. <laughs> uh, no wonder why he This album is certified diamond, guys. Certified diamond for real? Does that, <laughs> that mean 100 mil? A hundred, no, mean, ten million. 10 no, million. diamond is 10 million. 10, 10, 10 million, 300,000 copies. That's wild. Oh, good for Usher, man. Sometimes I'm always Oh, no, not 10 million, sorry. Uh, yeah, well, 10 million, 300,000 copies. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm curious. I'm like, man, I haven't really heard from this 
rapper or this artist in a while. I wonder what they're doing. I wonder why they haven't dropped anything. And then it's like stories like this. I'm like, or like oh, Akon. that's why. Or yeah. Akon. Ten Akon's million copies another one of how to do shit. Akon found Gaga. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Akon's building his own city now. And exactly. He's got Gaga money now. He's just going to build his own city and shit. Yeah. He's still getting them royalty checks. Hell yeah. He's done a lot of good shit, too. Akon outside Dre. of his rapping career. Dr. Dre was like, I still got Eminem money I ain't spent yet. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's crazy, man. That's a good one for something old. Um... You got anything else you want to say about it before you move on to mine? Album was classic. Here Definitely classic. Um, so me, for what I picked this week, I always try to pick some sort of theme or reason why I chose uh, something older or something new. Um, and this week I went with Lab, Cal- Lab Cabin California by The Far Side, which came out in 1995. Um, and the reason I chose that is because that our album was largely produced by Jay Dilla. And since we're celebrating Jay Dilla month, um, I've decided to go with that one. Um, and he didn't do the whole album. He did about half of it. But what they're saying is that that hit the beats that he had made for the far side at that time, like was a big reason why they shifted their sound towards the beats that he made for him for that. And like the whole album kind of follows the flow of the beats that JD made for him then. Um, and it really is like one of my favorite far side albums by far and it also probably has their biggest song that they've ever made which is running um which is also produced by dilla um and that shit let's see i had something else from on the dilla side i wanted to read it out real quick yeah so this thing i had looked up said dilla wasn't the sole proprietor of the album but his role was extremely pivotal in the creation um and he contributed more than half to the album and revitalized the far side sound into kind of going that direction and making it more um, in that. Av- he kind of gave it that signature sound. It was kind of the far side kind of to me represents the Bay Area a little bit like uh, hieroglyphics and that kind of sound. So um, Dilla was definitely hugely influential in those guys lives. Um, I think that, that at that time that I'm trying to remember. It did, get, it did get to the Billboard charts, so it, it peaked at nine, number 35 on the Billboard charts, which is pretty big because the far side was never, like, hugely mainstream. Right. Um, it's like kind of like the Tragically Hip, if you will. <laughs> like, yeah, the Tragically yeah. Hip, like, they definitely have their accolades. They're probably one of the, get, like, going down, besides, I would say them and Rush, like the top two Canadian bands. Well, Rush is huge. Rush oh, got for huge. sure. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> Tragically Hip is, like, kind of like how they're, like, legendary in Canada. And, you know, like, parts of the U.S., mm. but Justin Trudeau and everybody, like, true Canadians, like, yep, yeah, that, that's <laughs> yeah, tr- Canadians that's do like the Tragically Hip. That's funny. <laughs> um, it's funny, too, because Running got, like, a resurgence of, like, sales and shit because years later, which was, I think, in 2001, is, is that when uh, 8 Mile came out? The Eminem movie? Did, nah. Was it 2001? Mm. I think it was. It's either 2001 or 2002. Let's it see. was early 2000s for sure. 2002. Yep, yeah. 2002. So 2002, which was seven years after this album came out, um, Eminem put Runnin', which is the Jay Dilla produced track on there, which is their biggest song on the 8 Mile soundtrack. So, Not Lose Yourself? <laughs> well, Lose Yourself. <laughs> I'm talking about okay. their biggest song. Uh, okay. yeah. Not, yeah. I thought you said the biggest song off the 8 Mile soundtrack. No, 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 like, wait, no, no. what? The Far Side's <laughs> biggest song, okay. which is okay. Runnin'. Um, so yeah, so they got a little bit of like a rebump. It's kind of sweet. Like if I was an artist, I'd be like praying for shit like that to happen. Like put me on your now hits, <laughs> or like put me in your TV show and shit. Because like all of a sudden that like that makes everyone up. re-listen yeah, yeah, to yeah. your music and shit. Oh it's yeah, fucking, that happens to me all the time. I was like, me and E-Man talk about this. Like there'll be music that's in a show that I've never heard before, and then I like 
Because if you, you know, if you just hit Surrey on your phone, you can be like, "Fam, Letter Kenny has turned me you. on to so much music; it's not even funny because <laughs> right? they have like a bunch of underground shit." I right. think that's how Lizzo got going too, man. Probably. She had a, she had a song in the show. Or Old Man Saxton. Yeah. yeah, he was on. Uh, he was on uh, Silicon, Silicon Valley, Valley. Yeah. before uh, the what do you call it, the Netflix show? Yeah, the Rhythm and Flow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, yeah. So, Far Side, Lab Cabin, California. That's my uh, pick for something old this week, back from 1995. Word. And then, AJ Freeman. What do you have? What kind of yeah. old music have you been jamming or listening to? Man, I'm not gonna go with something too old. You don't have to. Um, a few years back, I'm gonna do Royce the Five Nine. The Layers album, man, because I know yeah. I know he uh, recorded Shit, a lot part, of that here. Man. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna just say, yes, yeah, part of that yeah. album was recorded in the studio. Shout out to Toby <laughs> helping him with that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been jamming that a lot. I love Royce the Five Nine. I think he's a great lyricist, and uh, the way he his cadence, man, is not you know you can't you can't take his style the way he raps. So. No, here's the thing, and that's what I love about Royce. The shit that Royce says only um, says only Royce can say. Right. That's what I like about that. Like. You can tell he doesn't have any ghostwriters or anything like that. It's shit that he wrote that only he can say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's like also and like. I always respect artists like that. Layers was kind of a crazy album, too, because that was like. Didn't that come out like right when Slaughterhouse got the shady deal? Like that was his an album that he still had on the last group or the last label he was on. But then they got the shady deal and then the Layers album came out. I think then they started doing like nah, I think the shady deal. Nah, that, I, say, I nah, think they was, cut Slaughterhouse around then. What's that? I think they were done with Slaughterhouse. They were actually there. wrapping up Slaughterhouse. Yeah, that was like 2016. When layers came out. No yeah. way. That was like 2016. Oh yeah, yeah. you're right. I guess it was yeah. 2016. Yeah. Fuck, you're right. You guys are right. Damn, that's crazy. So yeah, it was around the same time then, which is funny because he was still on a different label at the time, wasn't it? Let's see. Does it My say favorite track off of on? Layers, I will say, is Hard for sure. Which one? Hard. hard. My favorite, I uh, guess fucking the baddest girls around wasn't hard as I thought. Yeah, that shit was hard as fuck. I like weight, <laughs> weight and flesh, man. Those are my, that's weight those are my tracks. Flesh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's see, weight was Jake One production. That was, he oh, has a Jake shout out to Hamilton Crazy. in that track. I saw yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> shout out Rip. You know what I <laughs> mean? Flesh is a DJ Cleo one. He's done a lot of shit with DJ Cleo over the years. I love looking shit up like the fucking uh, production credits. I'm like, man, this guy's been doing shit with this person forever. S One was on this project. Uh, Mr. Porter, obviously, who he works with all the time. No, I'm super happy for Royce though because his new shit, like I feel like the beats he's making for himself, like off, like just oh up man, that shit that was on the Eminem's like, album was great. Well, the ones on the Eminem album, but the his ones that he's album. done for himself, I'm like, I love this kind of production with Royce, like the the soul samples, like real smooth and shit, like that's not. So I feel like a, a, in Royce's catalog, there's a lot of stuff that's like too hard hitting, where it's like. Going too fast where you can't really take in all the shit Royce says. Because Royce is one of the kind of MCs where it's like, he's putting a lot of depth into all of his verses. So you're like, sometimes you miss a lot of shit that Royce says. Like, I constantly will be like listening to something by Royce that I've heard a million times. And I'm like, ow! Just caught something, just yeah. said that. Fuck. I that's how, I mean, that's how Eminem is, man, these <laughs> days, too. Up. And a lot of people, you know, giving him backlash with yeah. that, but... Cause he's hitting on some yeah. crazy beats and stuff. I kind of like my favorite MCs over slower beats sometimes. So I'm sure. like, shit, I can like digest it, digest all. it, yeah. and let it breathe a little bit. So yeah, that shit is fucking great. Yeah, and his new, he's got a couple new singles off his new album coming out yeah. this this month, later this month. So. Oh, he does have Royce. Well, oh, I think does, the oh album yeah, comes yeah. Out, shit. In a, next week or something. Is it yeah. next week? Yeah, two weeks from now, and he's produced. He produced he's the whole album. Yeah, he did the whole well, he's coming yeah. to the Garden Theater in a couple weeks, right? He's not coming to the Garden Theater. It's just an album. Oh, release. his release party. Uh, he'll yeah. probably, he'll probably party. play a couple tracks. Oh, he I'm might. sure, yeah. 
probably play a couple. A little. I don't bit. know if I want to go to it or not. People have been hitting me up to go, and like, I don't know if listening parties are my bag really because if I'm gonna listen to an album for the first time, I don't want it to be like a bunch of fucking drunks talking over it and screaming over it and shit. You know, like I want to like sit down with my headphones and nerd out to it for the first. time. I listen. mean, it's a promo thing. I, I see why listening party. I mean, because I. I've oh, had for them. sure, so, it's yeah, for the artists. They're they're, they're, they're they're a great thing. Yeah. It's just that. I, who did I go to? I went to one recently, and it was just like, it was actually chill as fuck to be honest. That we up. all just like shut up and listen to the fucking album. We were like yeah. drinking, smoking, but nice. like it wasn't like loud. It wasn't like a party atmosphere by any means. I right. think I think Royce's last one he did was for Booker Ryan, and that was actually a silent listening party. I'm pretty sure everybody that's had, the best way to do it. Everybody had headphones on, so and everybody's just vibing out to the music. That shit, that's the shit to. I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully he does something like that because I'd like to. I'd like to go. If be a he part does of that. that, I'd probably go. Yeah. I'd probably go to that. Um, the al- what is the new album called? The Algor or the Allegory? Allegory. Allegory. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. I forgot that this album started out with Tabernacle, by the way, because that album is or that song is super hard. Yeah, man. Off of uh, Layers. Crazy storytelling. Crazy storytelling, yeah. man. That's oh, Starter Coat is on this album too. Oh my god, I love Starter Coat. That song is the shit. Um, pass me the aux cord one more time. Pass me the aux. <laughs> He's like, bro, just, pass just, me the aux cord. Let me just get a tiny little taste of of Starco going because that shit is so good. I had something else pulled up, but um, I got you on Royce now. That, oh, you got me, dude. <laughs> you got me because I used to wear so many starter coats. <laughs> For one, I had well, I didn't have so many, but my two favorite squads back in the day were. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets, which was like the era of like Larry Johnson and Muggsy Bogues and uh, Alonzo Mourning yeah. and like <laughs> that whole fucking era. That, that was my favorite. That was my second favorite squad next to the Pistons. So I had a Pistons starter coat and a uh, Charlotte North or North Carolina Charlotte Hornets. Wow, North Carolina, right? Is that where they're from? Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte North, North Carolina. Carolina. That, that, that's a place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I. And the colorways on that jacket were probably, you know, oh crazy. Oh, my God. They were so 90s and crazy. Yeah. Looking. It was awesome. There's a little bit of star coat. Just a, just a little right, tiny man, bit of it. So you got to watch that, man. This might be a primo beat, too. I'm not sure. I can't remember. No, it's not. Let's see. No, it's Mr. Porter, actually. Porter, you hell nigga, man. It all started with a star coat. The starter pistol got us out the mama jokes. The house party finally started. Now it's time to go. Get some pussy sponsored by the I ever heard this in a minute. I heard this shit since it came out, actually. But on the body side, it taught us how to drive them, though. We used to tilt them bitches with screwdrivers, so I'm kind of used to be Mr. Porter made this. But the billboard list was kind of comical. How the fuck was it designed to chronicle? I can see it now for sure. Bunch of glasses from a bunch of artists with a talent flow. Getting trampled over on a 20 year old blogger flow. If Pac ain't on your list, then you ain't fucking logical. I'm talking up the shit, not no fucking five or four. What you gon' tell me when I tell you, Pac? Introduce me to the fucking you and LB Starter Coke. Oh, He's so nasty. I want to play that whole track, but I can't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out to Royce of Five Nine, man. I can't wait for your new album, bro. Dude's getting better with age. He's like wine, bro. Just exactly. Um, it like just, dude. I I just find I want someone to make a doc. Maybe I'll do it myself. I want someone to make a documentary on Royce because I find his story inspirational as shit to me. Like I think he's gotten consistently better. Which is just like the the tale to tell about someone that actually cares about the craft and isn't just doing it to get popping money and then you're just like I don't really fucking care what I'm saying on the mic anymore I'm already rich like 
he and Black Thought, people like him and Black Thought, like constantly are trying to make themselves better, even in their forties and shit. Which I, I love that. Speaking of it's legend kind of stuff, story. I just want to I just want to say just there was a quick update. Oh yeah, uh, Little Wayne has surpassed. Oh uh, fuck! I just looked it up <laughs> and I lost it. It surpassed who? Was for what? For his album? No, for singles. It was oh, oh, Little Wayne has surpassed Elvis for most top forty singles. Wow. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Good for him. I mean, yeah, honestly, good for good him. For him. Elvis yeah. really never meant shit to me, to be honest with you. <laughs> he really didn't. I mean, I, I like a couple of my Elvis dad songs. Fucking loves Elvis. I know. It's my dad. Funny. My dad legit loves Elvis. Get That's down, just crazy get down. to me. But right. Eman's dad is an Israelite, and he also loves Elvis. Which Elvis I, I know, God, thing, that's right? so hypocritical if you think about it, right? Because that's that's definitely Elvis is like the epitome of cultural appropriation. If you really think about it, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> that's what all that shit was going down to the fucking max. I mean, he was performing black music on TV because black artists weren't getting put on TV. Basically. I'm not the worst thing since Elvis Presley. Oh, no, I'm not the worst thing since what was the what was the line? Use, was it? To use my music so selfishly, uh, <laughs> or use it to get myself wealthy. I, hey. I'm not the worst thing. The controversy, but I am the worst thing to Elvis Presley to use black music yeah. so selfishly yeah. and use yeah. it to get myself wealthy. Hey, <laughs> classic M, man. Classic M. That's what I always liked about M, though. I'm never like hid behind the fact that he was like, listen, I he's always been outspoken about. I know I'm way more popular than most rappers in the limelight because I'm a white guy doing right. this. And he's never like shied away from that. And he's always like kind of made fun of that. There was one point where I almost felt bad for being a suburban white kid listening to Eminem's music because he's like, you know, that lines like the problem is I speak to these suburban kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> Otherwise, wouldn't know a squirt to piss. But um, no, I've always kind of appreciated that about him. Man, good one for something old because I could listen to or talk about Royce the Five Nine all day, as we all do right. quite often on this podcast. We're gonna, <laughs> all right, let's go to something new. Something new for sure. Running, we're running a little bit heavy here on time. Oh, that's all right. We're pretty good right now. I think we're solid. Fifty-two minutes, homie. Oh, we're good. It doesn't need to be exactly an hour anymore, but um, yeah. What do you got for something new? It's on me. Yeah, it's on you, bro. Oh man, I got quite a bit actually. But oh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna talk about a couple. The one I didn't spend that most time with. The one one I spent okay time with. To the one I spent the most time with. Uh, the first one I'm gonna talk about was the new Two Chains. Album actually, it was it was like the true album, Fuck yeah. Me, man. It, like I guess I, I'm assuming it was like his label album, but it was like uh the, the true, the true crew. Mm-hmm. That's what I call it. It was fucking all collaborations, man. Yeah. All collabs, yeah. No no face, no case. Yeah. Uh, true, and then they give you know two chains credit because I guess that's his crew. But yeah, this shit was awesome. This shit was cool. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, only only went through it once, but it was uh. Yeah, man, it was a solid listen to. I just went through it like when I was in the gym and everything like that. And I'm like, yeah, this is this. Yeah, is I only got through like half of that when I was in the gym, but yeah, most of it, man, was it was. The great. one, what was the one was? Shit, I wish I could speak on it a little bit because I didn't even know that. Pop two off, popped third track. Yeah, it was, I know it was an early yeah. track that one had thrown me in because I usually like when I listen to whole albums and shit like that. I usually have like a three or four song like thing where it immediately catches my attention. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put it on hold and come back to it, or oh, I'm gonna go through this whole shit. Yeah, that right one now. was like, okay, I'm gonna go yeah, through this whole fucking going. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. I, I haven't had a chance to go back into it because I usually before I talk about it, I like to listen to it a couple times. So I have more to speak on, but. The one time I listened to it straight through is fucking solid. All right, so you haven't listened to it as much, but I, this is the question I got. I went for through you it straight through, but I, the, my question for you is because 
honestly, probably my favorite Two Chains album is Pretty Girls Like Trap. Oh music. yeah, it's not topping so, Pretty Girls so Like Trap music. But but how does it compare? How does it level up to that? I'll put it above rapper go to the league. Okay, but I'll put it under Pretty Girls Like Trap. Music. Okay, all right. All right. I, I think it's classic Two Chains too, man. I mean, it, and then you got Based on a True Story, which I'll put around that. I'll put it. I'll put maybe under. No, I'll put that under rapper go to the league. Okay, it. yeah. All right, there all you right. go. You've heard it already too. I've listened to like half of it, man. I didn't get yeah. all the way through, but I, I enjoyed most of what I listened to for sure. He's just fun, man. Sometimes like there's I, there's certain I like artists. Me and E Man talk about this a lot too. Like there's certain artists that's like I, I don't listen for lyrics. Why, why would well, I? Yeah, not even that. Two Chainz got bars, for but, lyrics, but like there's certain rappers that I like hated on when they first came out, and then as like time goes on, I'm just like, God, this shit is just awesome. Right. And Two Chains is one of those for me. I didn't really get it at first. And also, like, 21 Savage is like that for you me. You know, I always have everybody got that guilty pleasure rapper. I fucking love Riff Raff for some reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I really fucking love Riff Raff. Shout out Riff Raff. Riff Raff. <laughs> Riff Raff. That's funny. That's funny. Dale, D- Dale D'Antoni right there. <laughs> Pink Panther. Yeah. <laughs> the Rock Pink Panther. Yeah, he's... he's... Well, anyways, the I guess... Codeine Camelot. <laughs> His videos, man, are classics, too. Coca- what was it? Co- what was it? Cocaine? What What, what do you call himself? He, he says a bunch of random yeah, ass yeah, shit. That's sure. what yeah, I like does. about Riff Raff. <laughs> That's funny. But, Crying um, Versace little raindrops. <laughs> no, none of that middle of the mall shit. I always remember him talking about middle of the mall jewelry. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah, so we'll kick it over to me now for a much lesser known artist who is this album's new to me and this artist is new to me. Um. And like E-Man and I always mention on this podcast, it was one of those things where I literally picked it out to listen to just based on the album art. I liked the cover art. I thought it was cool looking, so I clicked on it because honestly, not a lot of music like that was for me this week came out. So I was like, ah, I'm just going to explore some other shit that I've never listened to before. So I got around to listening to an album called Aloha by Sun Little. Um, his real name is Aaron Livingston. But he goes by the stage name of Sun Little, Sun Little, and makes like really bluesy. It's R and B music, but more of like in the Gary Clark Jr. wheelhouse when he does his R and B stuff. Like it's it's definitely not as heavy rock music as Gary Clark Jr. But you know when Gary Clark Jr. dials it down and makes the more sultry, soulful, uh, slower ballad tracks. That's kind of how this whole album plays out, and I really really fucking loved it, man. His voice is super dope. Um. It's not like the most like complex music, but it it doesn't need to be to me because it's just like his voice carries the thing, and like it's just got like really groovy guitar licks over like these nice bass and drum lines, and um, I don't know, man, I, I became a really big fan of it. Um, it's like fourteen tracks or something like that. It's not a very long album. It's like a half hour, forty five minutes, something like that. Um, but I'm gonna play you one of the tracks. I'm not gonna play it right now, but I'm gonna close the podcast out with one of his tracks because I think it'd be cool for you guys to hear it because he's not a very big known artist. He's actually uh, kind of one of the up and coming guys. Um, I think his first album came out in 2015, so like he hasn't even been putting out shit for very long. But um, he does have an affiliation with the DJ RJD2 um, that he collaborated with him and the Roots and Mavis Staples for a song, so that's pretty big. Um, I don't know how he got featured on that. It says it looks like he collaborated with them um, in 2016, I think. But um, yeah, so I don't know if you if you're into that type of music that I just described, I would check this out. Um, or no, is it was it that long yet? So it says years active 2004 to present, but he just started getting a little bit of a following in 2015. So that's crazy. Just kind of shows you how long you got to grind at shit to make it popping. 
But um, yeah, so go check out his album. It's actually his second album, all right? So no, it's his fourth album. I'm sorry. It is his fourth album. So his first one with the one that RJD2 was on was 2011. Sun Little Self-Titled was 2015. Uh, new Magic was 2017. And then this new one, Aloha, is 2020 here. So it's just new to me, I guess. Um, but yeah, go check them out. That's who I got for something new this week. Word. Anything that you're listening to out of the new music categories? Yeah, man. I'm going to, since I'm going with Detroit, I'm going to keep rocking with Detroit. I M- like it. Eminem, Music to be Murdered mm. By, man. Mm. Great album. I think it's a great album. And, uh, sure is. We talked about it quite a bit the past, like, I think like two weeks, I think two weeks ago we talked about it. So and it was fresh. Why don't you talk about what you ta- like, liked about it? I like the whole album, man, as a whole. I think what Eminem is doing is he's messing around with different different sounds. Like it's not just one. He's got some trap beats on there. He's got some classic hip hop. So the I'm kind of happy he stayed away from Rick Rubin a little bit on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> he, I mean, he's got uh, Royce producing on some of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Porter, you know, he's got he's got all different styles in there. That's what I really enjoy, man. That shit with Juice World was a mo- uh, monster. Godzilla, or Godzilla, yeah. yeah. That yeah. shit was dope. Yeah, uh, that shit's wild. Honestly, the song with Royce uh, was Darkness. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I think that's... Well, no, the one that's about, not... That's, no, I think it's called Darkness. That's the one he's talking about, the, uh, the shooting. shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the one Royce produced. I know. I know. Royce wasn't on that song. No, he produced it. Yeah. Um, I thought you were saying, yeah. Oh, yeah, not with him on it. No, yeah, he produced it. So the one Darkness, I've had some time to sit and think about it. I honestly think that's probably in like the top 10, maybe top five songs, like structurally and like concept wise and everything derived around it one top 10 eminem songs of all time and at first i was like "Ah, this is kind of a little like sad and kind of downer type of beat or whatever but the more and more i listen to it i'm like man this song is like fucking brilliant like he interchangeably talks about the vegas slash school shootings like all of that scene with his the way that he correlates that with the way he feels about his own career and his addiction to drugs so i it's just fucking super smart Songwriting, in my opinion, I yeah. think that song is really brilliant. The man's a genius. Yeah, 100%. he really is. You gonna learn is one of my favorites. And too. that's also Royce's beat. Yeah, it's a great song. <laughs> I mean, man, I like the yeah yeah song with Black Thought on it. Classic hip hop. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of stuff that you know the younger cats aren't that don't appreciate. You know these days. I agree, man. So. And it, it's funny because we talked about it a little bit like when we were talking about the album. Um, was that two weeks ago or whatever? It, it's almost become like trendy to hate on Eminem now on the internet. It's like 100%. Just like it's like, Emin- just I mean, it's just because every, it's trendy to hate like popular. Like Eminem's one, Drake is another one yeah. people like to hate on. Yeah. I mean, these guys succeeded for a reason. Yeah. 100%. For sure. yeah. And I think it's probably because of the majority of people are just listening for like, a good song or whatever. And like, and I get that argument with Eminem because there is like, for me at least, I got to be in the right type of mood to listen to M. Like, I'm not just. Like, I mean, it's, I it's, I'm cruising in the car. I'm not I'm, generally I'm be just throwing like M on, you know. Like, don't mean, give Gucci Mane feel. Right. Trust me, I love him to death. And like, for me, Eminem is like sitting down to watch like a masterpiece at like at work in the beginning. Like, I liked when he drops a new album. I'm like, all right, I gotta make sure that like my setting is right. <laughs> like, I want to make sure I got everything right. How I want to listen to this, like where I want to listen to it, and everything. So I'm gonna sit down and digest this shit. So I get it where like I don't replay him as much as I replay a lot of artists, but I also hold him in a higher respect and regard than a lot of other artists. It's like, artists yeah, do. I mean, he, he whatever he's going to drop, I'm going to listen to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All yeah, right. me too. However, That's a good my actual album I listened to, the one I spent <laughs> the most time with, and by most time, I repeated this bitch like three times already, 
uh, Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats Unlocked Project. Which I'm floored I didn't even hear oh, about. It's great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Dog, it's up there with, like, because I know you love Zoo. And I'm a, I'm more of a fan of Taboo. I know mm-hmm. you're more of a fan of Zoo. Mm-hmm. And then I also like the, what's not, what was it? Oh, the Imperial. That was his other yep. project. Yeah, man. It, Denzel, Denzel's something special. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, holy yeah. shit. This album, like, just uh, Take It Back was dope. Diet. I mean, the whole thing straight through is cool. I do like Quick Kenny Beats a lot because I know he works with Zach Fox a lot, and I'm a big fan. There's a Zach lot Fox. of people yeah. a lot, <laughs> like a lot of people. Like a lot. Isaiah Rashad, yeah. Thundercat, you know, a bunch of different but people. But no, man, I'm a man. Yeah. yeah, man. I'm such a big fan of this project, and I, yeah, I'm a big fan of Denzel. I'm happy I got to see him live last year too. So, and if you're yeah, unfamiliar with yeah. Denzel's music, which he's kind of like, I'll tell him speak, that. Yeah, yeah. Go. What's that? Ultimate. Oh <laughs> yeah. So he he's kind of like a little bit more gritty, but um South Florida boy. He's definitely yeah. a South Florida boy. But I think what's like really cool that I enjoy from Denzel is he's really like conceptually aware of what his music is like. He definitely makes everything like themed and he's definitely not riding anybody else's wave. Like no, he's, he's definitely his, his own thing, shit. Like no one sounds like Denzel. I'm actually really happy because I've been listening to Denzel for like five or six years like when uh zone three came out like yeah. a couple years back so i've been i've been on the way for a while i'm so happy last year he got the opportunity to go like on a huge tour he toured with billy eilish last did year. he really? Oh, really yeah good for him that's awesome um yeah, he yeah, deserves it, yeah he's great and also shout out kenny beats i don't know if you guys are familiar with him or not but he's an awesome fucking hip-hop producer and if you like watching youtube videos like i do he's got a pretty cool series going on right now i think if you just type, i forget the actual name what he's called it if you just type in Kenny Beats on YouTube, he's been putting out these videos that are like from like 10 to 20 minutes long of him going down into his studio, which is in some kind of basement with the artist that he's featuring on the song. And they're showing you how they record and make the song together. I think um, Denzel was actually on the first one that I saw. And then he's now had one with Isaiah Rashad. He's had one with um, Thundercat. I think he did do the Zach Fox one, maybe. I've seen him with a couple other ones um, doing this. And I, I love those kind of videos, man. I love watching music being made. My favorite was, uh, it wasn't it wasn't him, but like my favorite video like that was A-Rap Music and Danny Brown mm-hmm. when they did Molly Ringwald. Yeah. I fucking love that video so yeah, much. That's one, that is my favorite Danny Brown song. So I like, I like hearing how that came about. I do too, man. I, that's, that's for like a nerd like ourselves on this podcast. Like that kind of shit is super cool to me. So honestly, if you're a new artist too, that stuff goes a long way. Put out YouTube videos, just like showing that you don't have to always put out your songs or whatever, but just push out shit that knows, lets people know you're still around and you're you're working on stuff. You know, put out behind the scenes videos, but in the studio videos. I don't know that shit matters to me at least. So um, yeah, so that's something old, something new this week. Shit, we had a fucking pretty hefty long one on that hefty 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 so um most definitely i think quickly before we end this i'm gonna get to the few um this day in music selections that i had and then uh we'll plug the socials and get out of here and call it a day yeah but um so i have let's see oh worth noting by the way rage against the machine is going on a fucking with run the jewels Oh yeah, Woo-wee. Little Caesars Arena, Detroit. We'll be there. Yes, we definitely. That shit go. That shit goes on sale in two days. It's gonna yeah. be a movie. Yes, it does. Oh, I can't even fucking wait for that. Raising as a machine's always been on my bucket list, and like always was so set. They broke up when I was young, like kind of young. So I'm like, shit. I, like, what I've was the tour? What, what was the shit they did a couple years ago with uh with Cypress Hill? 
They had the the Prophets of Rage, Prophets of Rage. which was yeah. like everyone from Rage Against the Machine minus Zack De La Roca, and then you had like um, who else was in it there? Was, you had it Public was, Enemy and Cypress Hill, and then they had a bunch of other features on yeah. it and shit. Like Run the Jewels, I think was on that project and shit like that. But um, anyway, so yeah, shout out to Rage Against the Machine. Can't wait to see them. Um, on this day in 1963, in less than 10 hours, the Beatles recorded 10 new songs that would become or that would be on their first album. Um, including the opening single, which was John Lennon's take on the Isley Brothers' Twist and Shout. Um, I just put that one down because I thought that was kind of sick that they made 10 of the tracks from their op- the Beatles' first album in less than 10 hours. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn straight. Working the speed of life. <laughs> um, and this day in 1972, Led Zeppelin scored their third U.S. top 20 hit single with Black Dog slash Misty Mountain Hop. Um, peaking at number fifteen on the charts, which those songs are massive now. I mean, you've everyone in their fucking everyone's heard Black Dog. I mean, Black Dog is like one of the most popular Zeppelin songs of all time. So it's just kind of weird and cool to hear about when it was recorded and and all that shit. Um, so yeah, that I had that one down. And this day in 1992 is the day that Motley Crue officially fired Vince Neil as their lead singer. Yeah, <laughs> citing that he came to practice one day telling the band he's more into racing cars than he is to making music anymore and they fired him there on the spot. Didn't Vince Neil was the one who got in the car accident? Guilty and, guy, yeah. yeah. Drunk as shit. Did you ever watch that movie that was on Netflix, uh, The Dirt with MGK? I saw The Dirt. Was that, did they talk about It was MGK about and was it, who else was in there? Somebody else big. Was it uh, Ramsey? Yeah, Ramsey Bolton Ramsey from, Bolton from, Game, from Thrones, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Mars. yeah that's, that's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think they talked about the whole car crash thing in that in the movie. Did they I? mentioned it. Did they? they? That was the thing. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But um, also on this day in 2012 is the day that unfortunately the greatest living uh, female vocalist of all time, Whitney Houston, passed away. Um, yeah, it's the it? day that they I found her in her bathtub, passed away of a drug overdose. Wow. Um, and then that was actually I shouldn't have left you on a sad one. I should have read that first that, yeah. that's how we usually do it on podcast <laughs> but shout out Whitney Houston because now we can celebrate her life bodyguard honestly man. the best fucking goddamn singer probably of all time out of any genre or sex period yeah, really like, there's no one topping Whitney Houston really beautiful bro. voice man <laughs> straight up beautiful boy voice but um anyways before we go I want to give Austin the opportunity to uh plug his social medias and all that stuff and uh and tell the people what you want to hear yeah so you can follow me on i'm big on instagram at austin j freeman and soundcloud all my stuff's on soundcloud my newest music austin j freeman as well um newer stuff will be new project will be on itunes spotify title youtube music when that comes out in the next couple months you have a name for it yet i do not so i'm just in the process of getting everything going getting a few more tracks rolling and then uh i usually say the name last for that um i want to give a quick shout out to some people real quick my homie b wax thuggy j Becker, D's, Aiken, Pistol Clip, AJ Cray, Henry AZ, my sister Megan, my girlfriend Elena Marie, and my dad. Uh, yeah, I appreciate You're you guys. You're getting a lot of comments through like the the feed here, by the way. Yeah, so I thank thank everybody, you know, supporting me and helping me push for my music, man, and, and believing in me. So it's it's good to have you guys in my corner. So I appreciate you guys more than you yeah, know. Yeah, man, stay in touch with us. Send us whatever music you come out with and shit. If you're ready to line up shows and shit, let us know because. We are uh, more than happy to help with that kind of stuff. I've, I've booked shows for a couple people on this show. So, yeah, 100%, 100%. And that's literally the point of what we do anyways. I mean, like, 
we just we want to give people from Detroit a platform. I mean, we want to give ourselves a platform too, but we want to give people and artists from Michigan and the Metro Detroit area a platform. So I'm happy for you, man. I, I, I like what you got it. going so far. Keep plugging at it for sure. I appreciate you guys having me, man. It was, it was a good, good opportunity. I enjoyed it, man, for real. Yeah, absolutely, man. And then yeah, always you can anytime. follow my man on the far right at I Hate Eman Bates on all his social media. And then to my far left, you can follow him at Neil Richter 518. Put an ad in front of that bad boy Ooh. and call it a day. You, you got go. it. And then for our Patreon, you can follow us at Beats and Brews Official. For our website, you can go to beatsandbrews.net. All the links will be there provided. You get us links to our podcast. You get links to articles. Hell, you get a link to my music. My bad. Neil kind of <laughs> misfired. Flag on the play. <laughs> my bad. Didn't know there was still music playing. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, with that said, I guess we should wrap it up with our final song for the day. Yeah, for the final song to the evening, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of that something new project that I had for this week. His name is Sun Little, um, and the track is called Never Give Up. Um, so, peace out. We'll see, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Peace. With a club in one hand and a pistol in the other. Never